to hair wrong. They're wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, do it like, like us. Birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound and extraordinary Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned for episode 162, and we are rejoined again by our main man, Tyler Perez. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. What up, guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back again. (laughs) Just want to start out with a little shout out to my main man, Andy Blue Bear, yo. I appreciate you, bro. You've definitely been a longtime supporter. I appreciate, you know, the birthday shout-outs, you know what I mean? Shout-out to Anthony Martinez at Berkeley Tattoo Parlor. You did solid artwork this weekend. You know what I mean? It was a good time out there, yo. Yeah. Nice. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah. You guys been watching anything interesting this weekend? Uh, yeah. I, I watched that um that cartoon with uh, the, the This Is America, John. I, I don't remember the you name. You finally Story watched of America it? America or whatever it is. That uh, shit was pretty dope, man. It, 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 was, it was definitely entertaining. It was it was like super funny. I loved the um I loved all the fucking references that they did, um, <clears throat> and their fucking voice cast was fucking stellar. Oh my goodness, it was star studded. It was fucking out of control. What's it called? Uh, I think it's called the Story of America or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, or America the Story or something. Close like enough. Like the it's on Netflix. If you just type in America, it's probably gonna pop up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, uh Michael Render is in it. His character was hilarious. Yeah. My man, he pulled off the Thor moves, bro. Yeah, dude, I love that. That shit was fucking dope, man. And yeah. fucking, fucking Manzukis, man. Jason Manzukis is, is fucking amazing. He played, um, my fault, my fault. He played, um, he played, uh, uh what's the name of that thing? He played, uh, 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 uh Sam Adams. He played Sam. He played Uncle Sam. Mm. And, um, Manzukis is, uh, Rex Blode. <clears throat> I yeah, know yeah. him. I know him from uh, uh, the league, and he's definitely one of the most cra- chaotic and craziest actors I've ever seen. <laughs> and he fucking nails this character so much. He's the ult- the ultimate, the ultimate bro, son. <laughs> bro, it's like you see what I mean. Like all of the white people were college jocks. <laughs> they were so it was bro. really weird. Like <laughs> they were so. <laughs> I, I would I would be very sad if the bro culture was was that deeply ingrained in America. Oh, that was like, no, nah, this is how Americans have always been. Nah, bro, the whole fucking um, reversing the polarity. Of, first of all, soaking Americans in tea to turn the British British genius, <laughs> absolutely genius. That was so funny. And then reversing the polarity of the tea with beer to turn them back into Americans. Oh, nice. Oh, the writers of this this shit was very good. I fucked yeah, with it. They definitely had jokes. I fucked with it. It was pretty funny. And they did Paul Revere. <laughs> they didn't have to do my man Paul like that, bro. I don't know what their inspiration for that character Paul's was. Paul's my boy. What they do but, to him? Yo, what they do to my boy? End, yo, he was like a mentally ill horse trainer. Who, yeah. like, <laughs> whose only friend was his horse. Yeah, who oh, loved wow. his horses. Damn it. And so... Uh, he specifically refers to everybody else as his human friends, yeah. right? <laughs> the horse is his friend, but everybody else is his human friends. Interesting. So yeah, and, you know, the horse gets taken out and so the only logical uh uh course of action thereafter is to become 
a centaur cyborg hybrid with the horse. You feel oh. me? It was it was the robot. Was it was a RoboCop centaur? Yeah. Wow. That you know shit I mean? was it was it was it great. It all it all boy. follows. Trust it, me. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's it's super funny. Like these guys are hella creative. The the the, the splicing that they did is is really <laughs> masterful. I really nice. love the. Like the fucking uh, uh, Star Wars reference with fucking Abe Lincoln as yeah. the ghost, <laughs> the 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 British ATATs that are double decker oh, buses, yeah, <laughs> bro. There's so many really good Benedict like, Arnold so coming back with the fucking. Oh my god, he was a he, werewolf. Like what the fucking, fuck? Benedict Arnold was played by Andy Samberg, and I couldn't place the voice the entire I couldn't. time. So Andy Samberg, I was so surprised when I movie? saw that. Yeah, it's a it's an animated movie. It's a cartoon. Nice and. It's it's fuck it's it's dope man. It, it takes like out. it takes all your favorite tropes of like movie of, of successful movies <laughs> of the last like ten or so years and like smash them together in a parody of American uh, of history. America's history. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, we're checking this. Out. That shit was too funny, man. But they they made fucking uh, George Washington and Sam Adams seem like such fucking idiots, dude. I I was like, <laughs> man, like that's scathing. They're representing because everyone else was everyone else was was so like. Oh, shout out to Geronimo. My bad. Shout out to Geronimo. He yeah, was, Geronimo was crazy. He was carrying that movie for like he carried like forty percent of the movie. But, but everyone else was so clear of mind and able to like function. You know what I mean? Like these guys, man, they just bungled their way through history, and man, everything worked out in their their their, their way. Because they're supported by minorities, they're supported by super skilled minorities. But that's why I love the ending so much. I really did. Like one of my favorite parts of the movie was the Science. ending. Wait, uh, they were like, "Well, what about your slaves?" And then it all devolves from there. We're gonna fuck this up, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. That because that is the end all be all. Because like, well, what about your slaves? Dude, what about it. the women? Are women going to be equal yeah. in this society? Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. If you guys make a sequel, I'm down. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, man. But I, I fear what the idiots are going to do with this. <laughs> the idiots will take this and run with it. I mean, idiots go do what idiots go do. You feel me? Can't really waste too much of your life worrying about them. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's up. I watched um. The Quiet Place, which nice. I had yeah. written it off. Yeah, you were waiting because it was a horror movie, and I just I'm, I'm not too much into horror, especially not the new ones. Well, actually, the new ones tend to have a little bit more nuance in them um, when they're done well. But nonetheless, this is actually more of a, a suspenseful drama, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. But um, The Quiet Place, man, amazing. Oh, yeah, I give it. Definitely. I give it over the course of the two that I've seen because they clearly set up for a third one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Give it a solid eight point five. Nice. Solid eight point five. I mean, Emily Blunt's uh, uh, um, performance was was amazing. Um, John Krasinski's uh, performance as the father was heart wrenching and yeah. really well done. The daughter, boy, man, the her growth and development over the course of these two movies is amazing. Um, the son, boy, was. Yeah. He 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 just in the end of the very end of the second movie redeemed himself, but boy was <laughs> was he just a a timid a mess. Weight. Yeah, and and I understand. I I want to give him. I want to shoot him some bail because at a very young age, he watched a lot of people that he loved be eaten mm-hmm. and massacred by monsters, and that'll fuck you up. That will fuck you up. So I get it, but. 
Emily Blunt in her role, I think one of the the shining parts of her role was the interaction with her son as she tried to help him overcome his fears and encourage him and learn to live in a world of immense fear. Oh, really well done. And I, I don't know what the name of the actress of the daughter was, but she did a great job, man. Because she, she emoted most of her role because she played a deaf character. Yeah. And, man, she smashed it, dude. Mm, nice. Um, and then, uh, so that the, the, the first movie takes place and shows mostly uh, the the arc of the family as uh, in the last couple days of the father's life. And I guess, is that a spoiler, spoiler alert? <laughs> it's a spoiler. It's <laughs> no, a spoiler. It wasn't that came out a while ago, though. It did come out a while ago. This is not a movie. The, the a second part just came out. Yeah. And then by the time you watch the second part, you know the father's dead. So. Um, or you should know the father's dead, hopefully. Yeah, it's like, it's the whole point of the first movie, really. Yeah, and you know what's <laughs> funny is that it, I was, because Carolina was like, oh, I'll watch the, the first movie, point. we could just watch the second one, it's fine, you you won't miss anything. She we did. watched two minutes of the second movie, and she's like, all right, let's go back and watch the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that then. And so it, it fucked up my kind of perception of it, because the beginning of the second movie is a flashback to when the father's alive. Yeah. So I had this... I, I don't know, and 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 it introduces a new character, and so watching that, and then immediately going to the time directly after that was portrayed, it, in my mind, I had situated that scene in the beginning. So it, it 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 was interesting how that just played out. That I ended up watching it in the chronological order. It was it was the scenes were actually played out in, mm-hmm. but um yeah, the second movie introduces a character, man, and boy, once again, man, the arc of this character because. When they introduce him, I want to watch him burn. I want to watch this nigga get eviscerated <laughs> by by faceless monsters. And by the end of the movie, I am rooting wholeheartedly for him. Nice. Like he totally like it's it, the movie's really good, man. I nice. was definitely impressed. I I definitely kicked myself for having written it off earlier on. Nice. Um, and I kept hearing it come up and come up and come up and come up for as long as it's been out. And so yeah. when Carolina uh, introduced it, I was like. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go ahead and watch it. Great, great watch. Definitely catch both of those, man. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Emily Blunt. Like, I, I was definitely <laughs> impressed by her character, man. Yeah, like, she's pretty dope. What's messed up is I know her name more than I know what she even looks like. I know her <laughs> name, like Emily Blunt, definitely up there. But I don't know her. Face. I can't picture face much. I know she's white. Yeah, she has. A, she has. A, <laughs> And this is not a slight. I don't say this to be rude. It's going to sound rude, I know. But she has a very forgettable face. She looks like yeah. a very... She looks like, you know, a white woman you've seen before. Yeah. For sure. I think I know who you're talking about you know now. I, mean? I can it's see a, her face, actually. It's a, it's a very, very standard uh, facial structure that yeah, you see uh, out. Hilarious, though. Um, Accurate. Yeah. But, yeah, no, and that's, you know, I had heard about this movie. I, I was kind of, I think, in your corner where more of, like, I oh, was just putting it off. I figured whether or not it was good. I wasn't just that interested to see it or find Don't out. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, Take but, no, time. I mean, I hear you now. Yeah, I hear what your, your review. But I had just basically wrote it off, and, yeah. Also, I, I, I do see- know that people liked it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It got really good um, reviews. And I can see where tom- uh, Tomorrow War got its inspiration for its monsters. Mm-hmm. But quiet, uh, the, uh, the Quiet Place... or. Yeah, the quiet yeah, place. The quiet place did it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tomorrow War just they 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 lost the uh, 
the essence of of the monster when they tried to turn it into a swarm. Okay. Like you knew that there was more of this monster, and you knew that there was probably a couple of them, but you never thought that if if they ever found out a way to kill them, that it was going to be just an insurmountable number. Like killing them wasn't going to solve anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like killing a roach. It's like, all right, you have solved nothing, sir. Um, unless you're going to tent off this building. Good luck. You know, it's, it, it was it was that same feeling you got from the um, from Tomorrow War. Whereas in Quiet Place, the progress that they made in interacting with the monster felt substantial, and like it progressed the story. Like that's dope. The one and two yeah. is written by John Krasinski too. Oh, G- yeah. Krasinski killed that shit. Yeah. He's a great writer. Honestly, I'm not gonna front. I don't watch his war propaganda, but his war propaganda is really well. <laughs> I didn't well know written. that he did war propaganda. I guess oh, maybe I shouldn't yes. be surprised. Yes, he does that. war propaganda heavy. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, who are um, you, John? <laughs> I, I'm still, I still I I like how they're playing The Office so I mean that's one of those where they loop so I, I yeah. still when I got time 15 10 minutes here whatever I jump in and watch fucking old Office clips it's great Office is, is another great show but yeah Classic. that's a whole nother combo yeah but oh yeah. and you know what uh, the Tomorrow War I was gonna bring up that as I was getting a haircut like last week or the other day um, uh, they started playing it so it's funny that the beginning was playing and you know I wasn't really like watching it then but it was kind of there and I could see the little parts I was just thinking how I know I remember they used the soccer they used a the football yeah. scene when like the yeah. people popped up and we're like this is the deal <laughs> this, is, this is what's Here gonna happen yeah i saw clips of it i mean i could see the cgi stuff but i'm on i'm not that interested in the movie yeah. no and and honestly it's funny because I, I don't usually talk uh movies with my brother but he actually brought it up to me and we had a, a great conversation he made a good yeah. point about that movie in that uh instead of forcing that last scene of the movie the last 20 to 30 minutes they should have cut it like they did in Quiet Place and and uh just make a make another part to it. If the first yeah. part hits and gets good reception, yeah, then you give them the rest of it instead Sounds of good. forcing it and ruining the <laughs> whole denouement of the uh, of the movie yeah. by by having the by jumping the shark essentially. And so yeah, uh yeah. And, and 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 I was like, oh man, that was that's a great point. I I didn't think about that, but yeah, that was and and it's something that that even the Griselda movie production studio picked up on, and it, they do that a lot in their movies, where if they haven't if they have too much story to tell in the time where they feel comfortable in a movie, they cut it. Yeah. And the movie, because that means that you probably have a decent ending mark. If your movie's that long, it probably has at least one point where people were like, oh, it's going to end. Hmm. Take that opportunity, flesh out the rest of your movie in a whole nother production, and now you've, you know what I mean? It, it, it seems smarter, and I'm glad that it's proving out in the business model because Conflicted was hugely um, successful, and so was um, uh, The Quiet Place. So that's cool. And you know, was that not, I thought, if, if I thought I remember your review of that one, wasn't the Tomorrow, what's it called? The Tomorrow so, World. Yes, Tomorrow World. That it started out. Pretty good, and then it was the ending of it that. Yeah, had it was the last thirty minutes that ruined the movie. It was though, yeah. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. Like, yeah. it took a movie that might have had a couple of hiccups and bumps, but ultimately executed well, and said, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're just gonna like break our ankle on the landing. Hmm. We're just gonna, and then we're gonna get back up and try to vault again. We're gonna we're gonna do our second vault on that broken ankle." And it's like, <laughs> no, guys, no. Why? Why? Yeah. Wow. Because no, it it ended on such an emotionally 
satisfying or it could have ended on such an emotionally satisfying moment yeah that to 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 take it to a place that totally brought you no satisfaction or for me at least just seems very odd and 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 unnecessary but i i i could see why the production did it they wanted to wrap up the story in the movie they had no interest in the second production and they were like we got to tell this part for some reason hmm. Yeah. You know, so they have J. Jonah Jameson bare knuckle fighting a fucking alien. And <laughs> fucking right. And that's how you end your movie. Yeah. Nice. Like very nice. Yep. Well, I'll just take your word for it too then. No, I would say watch how it. I'll say watch it because um uh, and that <laughs> scene with, on TNT where, um, in two years. Did his clothes have sleeves on it in that scene? I think his attire was uh, appropriately tattered at that point, so it yeah, might not have. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Guns out, son. Fuck the aliens up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucked out. Funs up, guns out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you watch anything interesting? Um, not too much that I can think of. Um, I know I, I referenced Loki with you a little bit earlier. I yeah. am. I am, I put it off for a little while just because of the situation, and then I started watching. I got into it. I really liked it. I'm on the. I finished the fourth episode, so I've got the last two to go, which okay, you would nice. call the finale, right? That is the finale. Or is there an exception in this case? No, no, it ends on six. It, no, I mean because you remember what you were referencing, like the finale is kind of the last two episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. So the finale, yes. the finale, it does stretch out over the course of the two. Episodes, I'm going in into it, and the I've arc kind of starts in the first one. Yeah, I've kind of put it off just because I like it. So mm-hmm. it's cool. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be there. Uh, yeah, and if I you've been enjoying the, the show up ended. until now, yeah. I think you'll, you'll enjoy the end. Yeah, so I'm going to save it, but I'm going to check yeah, that Jonathan out Yeah, Jonathan Major's performance, tomorrow. I think you're really going to enjoy that. That shit was really good. Yeah, nice. Yep. Looking forward to that. Um, I was watching the F1 race from earlier today. Yeah, yeah, you had mentioned that, yeah. yeah I, that. You know, and I appreciate that you bring that to the table because I'm not, I'm not good at talking about sports outside of strategy and so i appreciate that you're genuinely enthusiastic about that and about <laughs> yeah for sure the diversity that's what yeah. we're bringing but yeah yeah but the, i don't know how many people that listen might be interested in f1 i know drive to survive is what's been, you talk about i was like damn going fishing drive yeah. to survive has been reeling people in yeah because that uh, apparently the whole Netflix. I mean, I'm just finishing up the latest season of it, but yeah, they do like the pro- the whole production very intriguing. So it gets okay, what's that called? Drive of, for Sur- it's called Drive to Survive on Netflix. Yeah, okay. it's a pretty catchy fucking name. It's a hell of catchy what, name. It made me yeah. want to watch it. That's mm-hmm. what's been getting people a lot. Drive of, to Survive. All right, what you surviving? <laughs> what are you driving? There's so many questions <laughs> just off the title, and it rhymes, my nigga. Bars. <laughs> All right, I'm fucking with you already. There you go. So yeah, I mean that that one has been big for them for getting people into it um but yeah i was only able to this morning i was busy so i wasn't i didn't watch the race live then i was at work so i caught some of it in between coming out here um and it was yeah really good crazy start insane start and it's just you know i didn't even get to finish any of the details too so it was like the way that the cameras too because i have give they don't Do they, they don't get enough now? Credit. i can imagine they use drones on they you know what's impre- or like impressive well, they're using fuel but they use helicopters so even that is like insane God damn. i mean they what's impressive is those cameras from the height of the helicopter zoom in and give you great shots and they coordinate it exactly so they use helicopters and they coordinate all the shots it's impressive that's, okay that's silly because yeah. coordinating helicopter flight throughout really a race. Helpful. Because the, the helicopter pilot is accommodating for the wind conditions currently. <laughs> and now you're telling them to plan to be at a certain spot. Well, yeah. bitch, and getting I'm, to that spot uh, at that moment might not be as easy as you think. Exactly. That's and why I, they usually have multiple choppers, though. 
Mm. Multiple choppers, and I'm sure that you have flexibility then too, yeah, right? Meaning can. that they're like, don't miss this shot, goddamn it, yeah. David. Yeah, it's probably priority ass. turns and shit like that. I don't think that they oh, can yeah. go that far. Hopefully not. I don't know how but many. But you know, and helicopters can hover, so they can yeah, try. Yeah, it's like, impressive they can, how they, they can just can sit there, take and, up a zone. And exactly, then... they wait for the shot to right. Yeah, um, but they opening that had to have been the opening lap. Yeah. Only through the first couple of turns, there was a big collision. Um, again, I didn't even get to finish telling you some of the details about it. We mentioned a little bit before this, but like one thing that was so dramatic about it was the camera, the shooting, the angles, they had like some kind of cut shot and it's like a close up, and you see how like one car clips the other and the other just goes flying off the track through the gravel into the wall, which was tires though. Ouch. Tires, tires. So yeah, hit the tires you're just like, fuck. And then, uh, yeah, um, Lewis, who's the one who ended up, it's debatable who was at fault there, but it's between what are going for basically the two championship drivers right now, Verstappen uh, for Red Bull and Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes. They're the two that clipped each other. Uh, Lewis is at home field, basically, too. because it's their main sponsors, Red Bull and Mercedes? No, so they're going against each other. Uh, Wait, you Red- said they, they, they're driving for Red Bull and Mercedes? Yes. As their sponsors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, that's considered, I mean, it's a racing team is really what you'd call oh. them. So, yeah, that's the team. That is, yeah, Red Bull. It's interesting, you know, not to go off too much, but Red Bull, I was just watching about how, like, they're coming into their own in terms of racing because Honda is withdrawing. So Honda currently is a partner of theirs and Honda makes their engines, but Honda is about to get out of the game and Red Bull is going to take over and manufacture their own, at least type of engine. Like I can't say all those details. You know, I don't want to misspeak, but from what I saw and I interpreted, it's like, yeah, they're taking on their own type of like factory and they're going to produce engines. So That's crazy. It's That's impressive. They're serious. About I didn't the realize that the sponsors that, the not, sponsor owned teams went so deep into it. Not typically. That's what I thought oh, you were okay. going to say. Yeah. Typically, it comes from racing heritage, right? Through the already car yeah. companies that are also into racing. Then, you know, the sponsor just labels. So it goes together. Yeah. Well, but I guess and, some and of them are getting more and more. Uh, and Red Bull actually, uniquely so. when they get into things, that is the level in which they get into which it. Which you have to like appreciate, when, right? You know, when Red Bull started sponsoring um, uh, like extreme sports, mm-hmm. they would. Take extreme, uh, snowboarders to the top of the most remote mountains <laughs> in their hell. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, would get involved in the sport yeah. and advance the sport. And so, actually, authentic. that sounds awesome. Taking people to the space and shit. Yo, it's bro. authentic. That's yeah, didn't a, Red yeah. Bull drop a nigga from space? Yeah. 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 Yep. And to give them further credit, I have read into their whole business, how it started, the partnership between, I believe it was like an Austrian guy and a Chinese guy or something like that. Makes sense. It, uh, yeah, it all does seem, uh, it, overall, right? Because it's a huge company at this point, too. But overall, like, yeah, you get a good impression from Red Bull. It's I mean, I don't, and, and honestly, not for nothing, and you I don't, even don't like the drink hear so much. bad things about Red Bull. You don't hear yeah. their factories complaining about obscene conditions. You yeah. don't hear about them buying scarce water out of <laughs> reservoirs from drought ridden states. Yeah. You don't hear about them <laughs> buying politicians. You never yeah. see them on the list of these are the guys who, who, these are the companies that that donated to centers that support uh, 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 January 6th. You never see Red Bull in any shit like that. Yeah. I'm about to start digging up some dirt on them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> if they, if they're as good as they if they're as good as like now that I'm scrutinizing them, if they're as good as they seem, I'm about to put some money on some stocks. <laughs> yeah. Because I always look for companies to to build Kendrick's portfolio with. Nice. But anyway, yeah. yeah sorry, that was a complete aside. Yeah, but no, yeah, um, back to it. Yeah, so th- that's who's going at it there in the first lap. 
Um, again, crazy accent. I was talking about the camera angles, which, you know, like super dramatic. And then it was super, I mean, to me, like objectively, it was very debatable as far as who was really at fault. Um, they gave Hamilton a 10 second penalty and I didn't get to finish actually watching the race. There were parts of it to me that didn't seem that interesting. That's kind of like, you know, any sports experience where sometimes you don't know exactly yeah, what you're going to get. Action. Yeah. Some Those of the times. Can't keep up that fervent pace. <laughs> some of the times, as soon as I go to my phone, it's something happens. And okay, I got to put the phone down. Hey, I got to, you know, I have to pay attention. This one, I was kind of letting it go in the background, but I can tell that I have like 20, 25 laps to go. It's starting to get really good. Well, yeah, so that's I'm what about everyone's to, like, all right, we got to get into position. To the what's happening, what's developing right now is really interesting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing. As soon as I get out of here, I'm going to yeah, be going nice. to, yeah, I still got time to turn the volume up. Do you watch UFC at all, Tyler? You know, the I guess what I'd say is ironic. I watch UFC, like, here and there. Um, but even, like, right as COVID was hitting was more when I was getting into the whole, like, yeah, where, let's go watch the fight type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was getting that much into it of, like, who's trying to rent for real? Who wants to go? Where do we need to go to see a fight? Um, so, like, since that happening, it's put, like, a delay on it. But I keep up with the UFC, yeah. I do keep up with the fights and, you know, in general. Yeah. Uh, I definitely know what if you were going to bring up the McGregor fight or if you guys have mentioned yeah, already. Yeah, McGregor. I, and really. you know, it's funny. It's it, like I was talking with my neighbor about that fight and I was like, man, and he, what I, from what I understand, people rarely, and I'm not, a, I'm not a very fervent um, consumer of combat sports. Mm -hmm. um, but what I, from what I see is, is usually when people start going to prize fights, like those kind of mm -hmm. yeah. sport fights, yeah, they rarely successfully go back to like competitive fighters. Yeah, and so yeah. just based on that, I was like, "Yo, I think Poirier is gonna knock McGregor's <laughs> fucking knot off, bro." And he, and my my neighbor was like, "Nah, that's McGregor, bro. Like McGregor is not a chump. Like he's fought good before." And I'm like, "I'm not saying he hasn't. Yeah. I'm not talking about his past." I'm talking about right now, this thing is about to go into the ring with a nigga who is a, he's a, he's a good fighter. Yeah. yeah that's the part he is pretty, no need for me to be hyperbolic. Yeah. yeah. He's a good fighter. Yeah. I don't know if McGregor is really on top of that. Yeah. And then this nigga fucking breaks his own ankle. Like, <laughs> no, right, bro. there's a lot. He was getting his ass kicked before that. So he wasn't winning. It's not like the ankle break was like, oh, but he was doing so good. No. No, that was he no. was getting his ass kicked. Not if you and hear Connor tell it. <laughs> what did you say? Not if you yeah, hear Connor tell it. <laughs> Your baby mother's in my DMs. Rude ass nigga. Your exactly. in my DMs. And I and I see the Jamaica the, Jamaica the Jamaica flag back there. I see that. I hear that <laughs> <laughs> the semblance there. That's hilarious. But no, Connor, crazy. So even that's what I was gonna, like. I feel like this was even more than a fight. This has become almost something like a social uh, analysis yeah. here because what's happened, like you know, from even again, I do watch. Let's say that to like Undisputed is kind of my morning sports show. So I keep up with them through the I like outlets like that feed, yo. undisputed yeah. has a great twitter feed yeah i like skipping shannon you know again like uh they can i don't be like controversial exactly they can be controversial <laughs> people like have their own opinions about them i understand but i do overall like them um but that from hearing or getting all the details and information from sources like that as far as like what's how this whole fight went down the fact the idea that before it his leg could have already had some type of hairline fracture sort of deal, but then him also then choosing to come out striking with that leg as a strategy. Listen, I know 
it's a it's a Weird. standard fighting it's a standard <laughs> fighting technique. You you strike with your shins and people do it all the time. And that if you are not a Muay Thai fucking kickboxer and you're kicking people with your shins, you deserve that shit to break. Yeah. It's just not fucking smart. Your legs not yeah. designed for that. Yeah. There's tons of ways to hit people with your body that your body can accommodate for. Yeah. Your shins are not one of them. I hear. I that. don't care how trained you are, unless you have particularly hardened that particular spot, and you're trained at hitting it with that particular right spot. And that's not Conor McGregor's fighting style. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, not his yeah, fighting style. Most likely, Question he would have picked that. The only reason that he would have picked that up is because that's how he lost the last fight against Poirier. Yeah. Poirier fucked his legs up so he could yeah. barely stand. Yeah, it was crazy. So most likely his training camp was like, yo, you got to learn There's to check a kick. <laughs> you got to get that full back. Who can check be shin-checking <laughs> people? There's a handful of fighters who can appropriately shin-check people. And and, and kudos to them. You're, you're playing a dangerous game. But all these fighters who are just like, yeah, I'm just going to kick. Because if your shin breaks, that definitively says you didn't do the work. Yeah. And that you did it wrong. Failure. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I'm out of line of saying like, oh, yeah, but people do it all the time. But he didn't do it right. So I yeah. can definitively say he probably shouldn't have done it. You know but what that I mean? That doesn't happen very often, though. In the it does happen often. That's like the third Go time I've seen Connor. it in the past. In the 264 mm-hmm. UFCs, it mm-hmm. has only happened twice. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. The first one was no. Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman. The second was oh, Chris UFC, Weidman but, in the previous but UFC fight. But not the world of fighting. Like, you, yeah. I've seen mad fighters do it. Yeah, it's not. But that's not that it's not common. Yeah. It, it may not be the world of fighting, but it was common. absolutely a good indicator the of UFC. the overall world of fighting. No, it's not. UFC? UFC is because the fighting styles are... UFC is like one of the top three fighting establishments in the world. Congratulations. That is purely based on who watches it, not on how many fights happen. Way more people are fighting outside of it, UFC that can provide a preponderance actually. of evidence to say kicking people in the shin is generally a bad idea. To say, hey, okay, I know that in UFC it didn't happen, but that's not the world of fighting. I mean, we get Mad your point, fighting. but to be fair, it's a fighting sport. Nothing you do is safe. Hmm. Nothing that you do right. in that ring is Which is safe. why you should minimize and everything the, you do in that ring has a chance to not work. Well, yeah, I mean, even in terms of strategy, I'll say, like, right, the idea of kicking with your shins. For me, I come from a footballer's background. Yeah. I'm used to playing soccer. Um, I had a Muay Thai trainer. I've done some Muay Thai training, and mm-hmm. I was surprised to learn that. You know, okay, yeah, this is what I remember the uh, – at least what he's telling me about like rollers is kind of what you would use at least yeah. as far as one technique to like strengthen your shins. But yeah, that again, for me mentally, just to learn like, oh, you're supposed to use the bone, the that and strong you, you bone part the, of your you leg to, to make, make that, contact. You got to do special training to make it it's capable crazy. of doing that. But yeah, it's really cool. But I, my mm-hmm. instinct is definitely to use the flat part of my foot, right? Like as far as instinct mm-hmm. go, if I was going to judo chop somebody in the face, I would like slap their cheek, if you would, with the, the and, foot. And like I see a lot of the guys but who successfully do the the kind of like they'll kick you in the shin, but they use their foot to do it. They'll yeah. kick you in the shin with their heel. Yeah, which makes tons more oh. sense. Your heel is made for impact. It's, At what angle? And you'll always do more power with more your heel? damage to the to the shin than to your heel. Yeah. If How you hit you... someone with your shin, if you hit someone in their shin with your heel, you'll always do more damage to the shin than the heel. Yeah, there's, there's, exactly. There's not many ways. I mean, for that's all well and good, your, you know, but you, oftentimes that. in the fight, you don't get to dictate the how the fight goes. You know, no, what I mean? but you, you got to be strike. good enough for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so your strategy, but if, if your opponent is your using primarily kicks, 
Okay. Then you got to develop a weapon for that, and the only weapon for that is defending. There with is your a feet. weapon against that, and yes, use your feet, and you don't have to use them in that way. That's what I'm saying. There's that's, techniques yeah, that's that like defend the against of it. the that's whole. I, I, I never, never but, did I ever discourage okay, that. Okay, yeah, 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 I never said he that. Made, he, he did. A, he made a poor decision in choosing his strategy <laughs> to fight against somebody who has a trained shin. But yeah, yeah. like yeah, but I, I I had a feeling that that McGregor, he's gone on to the next stage, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with fighters moving from competitive fighting to prize fighting that's fine they're that's, supposed that's to do that your body yeah. can only keep up with the fighting exactly. for so long you know what i mean like you're being a natural your body, progression you, too you yeah. should you probably yeah. you should probably crescendo and kind of like <laughs> tailor out at the end of your career because yeah, yeah. you're not as capable as you were at the peak and you need so that i'm not money. mad at him for taking <laughs> prize fights but then why would you then go back to competitive fighting yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never expect to see I mean, Floyd competitively fight Why not, again. right? It's not like he got in the ring expecting to lose. No, no, he not was looking for that to, fourth but round. But the chances are really high. Fight. And as you said, it's a dangerous sport. Yeah, the and chances, so you want to minimize your risk. The chances are high in every, in every not match. Not the same height. Yeah, so not the same height. Every match. Fighting, so really? fighting someone at... No, it's not the same at every match. I disagree with that 100%. Nah, if you're did. on your decline, you don't have the same rate of hurting yourself as if you're at your peak. This is true. That's but, what I'm I'm, but I'm saying like that. Yeah. Every time you go into that ring, like you're facing yeah, you the same. You're facing the same. You yeah, yeah. You're, that's what I mean. He was gonna knock him out, as far as I heard, too. Yes, very likely because it, he, but he was... could knock him out without him breaking his leg and now never being able to legitimately say I can fight on that leg again. But yeah. you know, fighters have gone back to fighting for long careers never, after they break their leg. Never successfully man. after breaking. Their That's not those. true. Anderson Silva had a very long career after he broke his leg, man. He only retired like but four or five years ago. But he never fought on ago. that level again. That is absolutely not true. He never. Fought, he never <laughs> fought on the same level as he did when he was not the axe man after he broke his shin. He was not the axe man the same way. He was. He just wasn't debatable? the level of fighter what he was. Absolutely is. Huh? Well, he saying, absolutely yeah, still won championships after he broke his leg. Yeah. Well then. So he wasn't as good, but he still yeah, was good enough. Yeah, but he moved enough. from pride. He had to down, not in pride, where he broke his leg. I mean, whether or not he, he moved to, he may have moved before just because the opportunity was better somewhere else after his leg healed, right? It doesn't could, necessarily mean that he couldn't fight in the same. That's why he was pride? out of it. Isn't pride the old thing before the UFC? Or like, yeah, did they, no, yeah. Pride it's UFC sort of like, um, time. Oh, okay. yeah, up. but then, so he was initially at pride and then he switched to UFC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. And so... The, no, but I'm at sorry, that, that was Wanderlei Silva, not Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson was like Silva is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, I was talking about Wanderlei Silva. We're talking about totally Anderson, different people. <laughs> Anderson Silva, yeah, in UFC, bruh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into that, the, the whole side thing of, like, who wins those ga those fights and who doesn't win those fights. But nonetheless, yeah. that's not he was not fighting on the same level post that, that injury that he was prior uh, pre that injury. That's that is what it is, and and it's not even like he had that injury on his on his decline. He hadn't been fighting lesser fighters, and he you know you know lessening his training regimen and spending more time enjoying his money. That's not what Andrew, that's not what Anderson Silva was doing. Yeah. So the fact that he returned back that 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 story has a lot of nuance to it onto itself. So I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna contest that. But that end of one that one example doesn't dispel the fact that most people who break their shin don't go back to fight at that level. That's that's just... But you still can't provide me with another example of someone who broke their shin and did not continue to fight at Absolutely. that level. Absolutely. Um, I don't know the dude's name, but the guy, the, the black guy who broke his shin on the on the white dude's, the, the Australian dude's uh, leg, this is like back in 2003, never fought again. 
I mean, like, there's, there's way, and I mean, the idea that I have to provide you examples of people who'd never recovered from injuries is wild. I Look, you, wild. you just said that the end of one yeah, wasn't good wild. enough, and all I'm the saying was you that, didn't provide a counter. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that it's required. I'm just literally going based off what you just said. You said, oh, that was a simple, you said my one example mm-hmm. did not count. So all I'm saying is you didn't provide a counter, so. Okay, well, I mean, I could. If so it's not, I'm not about, requiring you injury to provide recovery, recovery. We can look at football players, it's not basketball players, anybody. requiring you to provide an example. I'm just if saying that's that what you, you want to focus right? on is the injury recovery, then yes, there's tons of other examples that we can also use to, to verify my point. That's I don't really care you, that much. You know, cool. if, you, if you want to <laughs> add an argument cool. to the point, that's fine. But it's like. The, the fact of the matter is, is that Conor McGregor took unnecessary risk and he was paid in kind for it. That's my whole point. And as a fighter, you I don't probably think anyone ever discounted that. your point. You probably friend. want to reduce that. Well, I think this whole thing is debatable, though. The idea here is still like between what? Yeah. I mean, first off, it's like if you should have been kicking or not. And then if he is kicking, if he should be using his well, shins. Well, yeah, the strategy is just an opinion And I'm analysis. pretty sure you're still supposed to use your shins. So, yeah, the fact that it broke, the interesting, like, speculation, but potential speculation about it, too, was the idea of, like, okay, they know that his, the UFC, I think, I think he did some kind of, like, I don't know you call it, like, counter sue or some type of, like, appeal thing. I don't know what you call it in there mm-hmm. in the UFC, but, like, that they knew beforehand that he had an injury. Oh. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But that's so like wait, that kind of thing. Injured? That's what I brought up earlier. Yeah, is that he the the whole thing around this that's come out, the details that have come out around the fight are that he had an already hairline fracture to his shin or before Did the fight. Did he know that prior to going into the fight? And that's all speculation. And, and again, it's exactly been it's been speculating. Oh, okay, so it's okay. like that. Whether Connor knew, and then again, like what I was just saying about like like he brought it up mm-hmm. and is saying like that it's then he's tr- looking to put the blame on the UFC. Let's just put it like that, right? That like I mean, they knew that I had yeah. this happen, but they still wanted the fight to go on. And the idea would have been like again, whether the speculation scenarios of like okay, Dana's telling them we'll just go in there, then do what you can do, and if it's uh, if it's a no contest, we can have a fourth fight. So that's where that whole mm-hmm. idea came from. Back to of like oh yeah, we'll just do another one, then run it back. And and they actually again from like what it looks like bit, Poirier. Yeah. What I also heard That's was wild. that like Poirier is moving on, right? He's not yeah. gonna wait. He's not looking uh, to wait uh, a whole would, year and whatever and whatever. I don't McGregor think it's worth it for him. Exactly for him. Then it would that would be the lore. I mean, maybe, they would have to get him into it. Exactly. They'll get him into it. So even that they're speculating it's gonna take him a year to be back and stuff. So it'll be a while. But then could you imagine twenty twenty two late or whatever that McGregor's back and now he's fighting Poirier again? Seems weird to me, but people get away with shit like that these days. So I can see it happening only because yeah. it's a moneymaker. Yeah. Like if, so if, if, if the way that it went it didn't down, seem like people would watch it, then I'd be like, nah, why would they do that? But I don't see people or saying like, ah, oh, fuck this. I don't want to see McGregor anymore. I don't see that happening. Yeah, exactly. He's still up for it. So yeah, that's he what generates I mean, his own. Yeah, this whole thing has been pretty, again, just from like, a, you know, just an analyst. I mean, that point guy's view, personality is magnetic for some people. Yeah, this nigga is talking about homeboys <laughs> checking his DMs after he broke it. Like, that's the part that really threw me off. I was like, nigga, you just broke your leg and you still popping that good shit. Wow, hey that's the absolute worst time to break character when you're when yeah. you're a bad guy. The worst time to break character is when you've lost, because then everybody like yeah. 
You, the bed is completely destroyed. Nobody's gonna fuck with you after that. What's he supposed to do? Cry? This nigga start crying. I mean, no, no one's gonna ever fuck with him after that. No, but he definitely stayed in character. Uh, yeah. yeah, he stayed. He kept and I that bad guy. I kept hearing all Especially because he was reference. like, "Oh, you're gonna leave here on a stretcher," and he's the one leaving on a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I the. I, I heard those references, the whole DMs thing, but I didn't realize that that's no, what he said I after. I just remember oh, yeah. that because when Joe, was, when Joe Rogan was yeah. interviewing him, yeah, yeah that's, that's how he ended the interview. Wow, I'm surprised that Joe Rogan interviewed him after that. Interview. And I saw that picture because that contradicts I what I know hurt about as much him. As it looks. No, it hurts. Oh. It's fine. He's just but a, he, he's a, still a train fighter, and B, he's high on adrenaline. Yeah, and uh, I feel like yeah, that's still a different type. Like it wasn't a head injury, right? So and I think that's channeled, maybe like a potential he channeled concussion the rage or like into that. his responses. Like if you heard yeah. him speak, you could t- so you could tell he's from injured. what I know about Rogan. What he says is that he is respectful to fighters as far as like he doesn't talk to him about the head injury exactly. Right? Okay, but yeah. and they have been calling him out on little memes. I saw little jokes. Maybe that's happened in the past because he's brought that up well, or he's well, done he's in, the, in the past. He made a statement about how he feels about the fact that. He's he he's compelled to interview these guys, mm-hmm. but as someone who's participated in yeah, yeah. UFC, he understands how kind of like dismissive of it is of the mm-hmm. fact that this guy was just in a combat. <laughs> yeah. He's hopped up off of adrenaline. Yeah. He's he possibly is coming down off of a serotonin drop because he might have lost. Yeah. And now you want me to talk to him yeah. at his most vulnerable state. Mm, that's the job you know what i mean and but it, no that's not the job the job is to entertain <laughs> the, the audience and while people might find that a lot of people don't find that entertaining yeah and they can do it later um, i mean that's the what that would be the yeah, solution you could always just talk, do it there's later press conferences yeah. he has press i'm sure that there's someone in there that he would trust to speak on his behalf if you want to yeah. talk to his crew they would um, have enough time give him enough time to put Joe themselves Logan, together the reason why i think that people might be coming at him is because he has stated his support for it. fighters in that respect in that now nah, we really should give them respect you know as people who just came out of a real and yeah. and and i think that kind of passively what that admits is like the traumatic nature of combat sports yeah for it's sure. like we're putting these people through, or these people are willingly choosing to put themselves through traumatic experiences. <laughs> willingly. Trust yeah. me, they, ain't basis. no misconceptions about that when you see the bloody <laughs> yeah. ring sometimes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. after multiple fights, that ring looks exactly like you would expect. Yeah, yeah, and that's there traumatic. There. You know, yeah. to have someone, you know, hit you like that is traumatic, you yeah. know? And, and and that's not, that's something that we can try to play mental gymnastics with all we want, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? We could we could choose to accept that in society and say, hey, no, there's levels of trauma in society that that we accept and are willing to go forward with and 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 uh, consider permissible. But yeah, that that is oh, what's that might be it. like physically traumatic. But after you do it, like, I don't know, I can't believe you still find it traumatic after doing it like 10, 15 times after it's a career and you've been doing it for 10 years. I feel mm-hmm. like what ends up happening is that the CTE deadens the trauma. And that's not better. Yeah. Because the CTE. Well, we know that there's CTE. (laughs) Wait, wait. So, wait. We don't know. So, you're saying that we don't know that that CTE is a product of combat. What I'm specifically saying is, Mm -hmm. I do not consider, I could not consider someone being traumatized by combat sports Mm -hmm. if that is something that they have chosen to do over an extended period of time. Okay. Okay. Um, So, yeah. You know, I think Joe Rogan in acknowledging that we probably shouldn't let, you know, we shouldn't interview the fighters directly after head trauma. 
yeah. is acknowledging the traumatic nature of um of combat sports in general. That you yeah. know, very frequently these 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 matches, these contests are going to end in a way in which at least one of the fighters probably is going to need some recuperation, and yeah, probably yeah, both yeah. the fighters overall. You know, yeah, you know, because there's there's a lot of physical shit. Like you know, Muhammad Ali won most of his fights, and he still had massive brain injuries. You know, uh, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson actually, oddly enough, seems to have come out the best out I of know, all of them. I love, dude. Cause cause love it. Mike, Mike Tyson's Tyson most don't get hit like that. Uh, no, Mike Tyson's fights, knock people I mean, the fuck out. It's it, either yeah. I knock yeah, you out or you but... knock me out. We're doing this quick in three <laughs> rounds, and we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And the yeah. people he went the distance with, like De La Hoya, they weren't causing him the kind of head trauma that would that would cause like lifelong injuries like it would yes. fuck him up like i'm sure if de la hoya punched me in the face i'd have that trauma that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that when he hits tyson it's a yeah. different thing yeah and shout out to tyson's what is the mystery show uh his show on adult swim it's called mike tyson's, yeah, mike mystery, tyson's mystery show, show. Yeah, yeah yeah that animated series I've do you remember watching that shit? It. yeah that yeah, shit been, was crazy i've been watching it more is and it more lately out? So the thing that Adult Swim does for sure, I mean, they have a catalog, right? So they loop things and they play mm-hmm. things back, right? And so for sure, lately they've been playing them. So I started recording them and watching them random times at night yes. or early in the morning, you know, whatever. But yeah, I've been watching them and man, yeah, what a good show. And again, it's like a credit to him the way that the other side, he come on on the yeah. other side. Like I, I like I like his podcast. I, I listen to Hot yeah, Box. Yeah, podcast Tyson. is good, right? Yeah. It depends. Like, I mean... Mike has a ton of wisdom. Yeah. But he's, you know, he has he's not academic, so he lacks a certain level of intellect. Yeah. To 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 complement the wisdom. Yeah. But it's always great to hear him, you know, elucidate his life experiences and how they've they've helped him grow into the person he is. Yeah. That shit's amazing, yo. And and it's man, so it's so funny because like everyone who talks to him is so intimidated. And I really feel like <laughs> that's the part like, about Mike it. Mike is fully aware that he could punch your head off. Yeah. And I'm sure that if you did something stupid, Mike would punch your head off. But I think that the things that would cause Mike to do that are are far fewer than people give him credit for. Like the things that would cause Mike to assault you are probably not nearly as as uh, uh, as as prolific as you might think. You yeah. know, like it would take a lot of direct disrespect. You know yeah. what I mean? So talk to him like a human. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and then come I off hear fine. your point. Yeah, I feel your point there. And um, yeah, I just oh yeah, the CNBC. I think uh, shout out to them. They have a documentary that they have on Mike, and it's sure. pretty amazing. If I okay. would say so, yeah. I kind of stumbled on it. I hit record and then I saw that it was there. So I watched both episodes and it was one of those for me. Like I've seen documentaries about mostly his fighting stuff. So I at least got, you know, some kind of education on that and kind of the insight into it. But seeing that side too, with all the Robin Gibbons stuff and stuff like that and his whole like hotel room stuff with the other mm-hmm. um, girl, all those kind of details. And those are the negative side too, but in general on a custom auto and his foster home we, type I, of deal. Mike Tyson, I think it was a lot. prime example of um just watching like, cause his life was public since he was very young. Exactly. And all that. Very being public. So, so young, we got to it's see like, a geez. lot of his misgivings yeah and he's just a prime example of like you gotta learn how in a society at least you have to learn how to deal with the opposite sex mm-hmm. and he never learned how to deal with the opposite uh, sex yeah, he barely funny. learned how to deal with other men yeah you know what i mean fair. and so that's fair the things he did 
in reference to women were probably his most egregious mistakes when he was young. Yeah. But they came from a place of, I think, pure ignorance and not of malice. Yeah. And you could, I think, from what I saw, argue the same about the girl in the situation where, from my own perspective of seeing it and thinking about it, obviously there's some uh, details there, but it's like if your idea was that you were going to go out with him and then y'all were going to go back to his hotel room and just kind of hang out, those were probably not his plans. So you two definitely were going in there having two different ideas of what yeah, was going to happen. An, he, the, his interaction with women up until that point, and, and it's crazy to think that from like 16 to that that point in his life, the majority of his interactions with women were with groupies. He wasn't that young. He wasn't 16 when that happened. No, no I'm saying from 16 because oh, he was 16 from when that he started age. boxing. Yeah, okay. And yeah. that's when he they started sequestering him from normal life getting mm-hmm. him in the boxing regimen yeah, training sorry, him yeah. getting him going so yeah. his it, when you grow up boxing my dude do you know how many women you deal with outside of your family mm-hmm. not many because there's not <laughs> a lot of women boxers in yeah. that gym you know what i mean yeah. and so if you spend most of your life in a gym where there's just men well, you just limit your interactions and in that way it's evident in how he would act right and, which and, is and, it shows and on it's on camera parcel. and when there's all those yeah and then again because you go from being uh who he was to being all Mike Tyson, everybody loves and, you. And, and then he was taught to deal with most chicks. men in the context of fighting. Yeah. So I, you know, I hold him responsible for his actions. Absolutely. We each have to be held responsible for our actions or else then do whatever the fuck you want. Cause you're not going to be held. You know what I mean? So I believe that, but I also <laughs> always want to bring in to, 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 to the argument, the context that this was someone who was never, taught how to deal adequately with people until it was very late in their life. Yeah. Let's respect him and his growth, please. You know what I mean? Like, I never want to disrespect my... And, and, and that's all child stars, for that matter. Yeah. People who have been sequestered from society at a young age and forced to have artificial relationships with people. Yeah. They have a hard time reacclimating to society. Yeah. Look at your Britney Spears. Look at your... Look at almost... All of the child stars, I mean, like Zendaya is probably the most normal Disney star that I've ever, (laughs) that I've heard of. Kiki Palmer had to fight her way back to getting good and and sound, you know what I mean? Like, Who's that one girl they always reference for being a crack smoker and she used to be on uh, Disney? (laughs) (laughs) Which one? That's what I'm saying. It's a barrel down. She's like, yeah, I can uh, no, it, okay, it, it's, it, it, it's someone who's like newer to the point where like, I don't know exactly who she is, but her name always comes up as like, oh yeah, the girl, like when I look through a comment, if the reference yeah. to her, it's like, oh yeah, the girl that won't crack and guy has damn. some like, that, that, sucks. that sucks. Yeah. I don't that remember her name, honestly, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It, yeah. It's, so it's yeah. Crazy. Any, so yeah, I have the same, I, I project onto Mike Tyson, the same um, bail that I will give to any child star who is sequestered at a young age, forced to refine an art and master an art in a time in which that, that in, a, in a point in their life in which that time is better served with them learning how to socially interact with people. Yeah. Because that is where the value of life in the future is going to come from. Yeah. That makes sense. The value in their life right now comes from mastering that skill, but the value in their life in the future is going to come from the relationships they build. And if you disarm them from being able to create and 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 foster and develop healthy relationships at a young age, then you're dooming them to a long and or at least 
acknowledging that and then setting them up later in life to compensate for that. If you're not doing that, then you're fucking up those kids. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like the fact yeah. that we know that it has a, 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 a compounding negative effect on children to take them out of genuine social situations. We should then compensate yeah. for that inadequacy. But no, they don't even acknowledge it. So how can they compensate for it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to try to remember a couple of points here, but I could say on that. But one, I would, I think, give more credit to like, let's say our progressiveness, our generation, general mm-hmm. kind of where we're headed that I think we are at least better able to recognize things like that. Of course, you could just get it written off or stuff like that back in the day as far as your, yeah, why you'd be even, let's call it like socially awkward and not acclimated to and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I saw a girl post things about that of like people missing like the common problem of misinterpreting people's mental illnesses is pretty much what it was. And I said to her as a response, like, I think that our generation does better as far as what I even see in my own of like, yeah, understanding people. And when somebody seems a little off, you're like, yeah, it could just be this or it could just be that. It goes miles trying to, yeah, super yeah. judgment. It's like that. So, you know, I mean, that's, that part is worth mentioning. And then on top sure. of that, these people are performers. Understand it. They're faking where they're it. Coming from. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're so outgoing. People love you. They're faking it. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what they've been rewarded for and paid for their whole life is faking it. Yeah. So we shouldn't be surprised when we find out these people are socially awkward and yeah. introverted and we should give them the, the, the space and respect to, to, to understand that. And so when some of them are good at the forward facing stuff, cool, let them capitalize on it, pay them extra if you want to, <laughs> but let's not act like, <laughs> you know, they should all be required to do that. Let's yeah. not contractually oblige. And hopefully that. we can get there. Maybe that yeah. is the direction that we'll go in. Um, you, you know, know where I'm going with that. That goes straight to the to sports. Yeah, and I was gonna have you guys brought up the NCAA stuff yet on the about the the imaging uh, rights and all that kind of allowing um let the rights let them be free. No, we haven't actually spoken much about um the rights, and I've purposely not put that on the docket only because I want to see where the legislation goes. Yeah, yeah. because now that the NCAA has removed the the restriction, Mm -hmm. it's going to be it's going to be up to legislation to determine where the boundaries of Mm -hmm. of that are. And there will be and differences depending on where in they the put states. those and how they and how they enact those legislations, we're going to end up seeing if, you know, it's enacted in such a way that it, it inordinately benefits a certain class or section of students. Yeah. So I want to see it develop a little bit more before I, I talk about it because there's so much to unpack there because this is this is a a, a labor. Uh, this is a labor issue that spans, you know, a lot of different sectors of the argument. You know, yeah. representation, uh, uh, compensation for for amateurs, unionization. You yeah. know, like yeah. So there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, into that, if we still have, I see. I feel like we're on a roll here. I think the podcast took a little turn with all the you know, see yeah, you got no, no, Tyson and everything. But we it's haven't been, even started the topics. Yeah, so. it's been cool. Um, the other, like it's worth mentioning too, I noticed from watching that CNBC documentary, they went into a lot of detail. They never mentioned from what I remember seeing in here about the hypnosis part and, uh, custom auto from what I can remember hearing on Rogan's podcast, he's had Tyson in multiple times and it's kind of a thing that gets brought up. It was out like, he also literally did get hypnotized, right? The custom auto, who was the one who was taking pretty much like his caretaker, his trainer and all that, or, you know, like that. Customato, his custom auto, he he was hypnotized into 
being able to do what he was able to do, which would make sense. Being able to being able to channel his energy in the way that he was was also done through not just training, but also thing like hypnosis. That was what I remember them mentioning on the pod on his podcast, Rogan's. So they would they would hypnotize they him before he went into that. the ring. I don't know. I can't remember the details, but as far as I or I can't remember all the details. I mean, it's been a while, but from what I remember, it was that like I mean that's what the custom auto had the ability, right? Hypnosis is a skill, if you want to call it a skill. Yeah, it's an it ability that he knew how to do that. So the point in it was to hypnotize him into whenever he hears the bell or whatever, when the ring thing goes, that you become like a ferocious animal, I mean, essentially. hypnosis is just a very, very high level of training. Sure, and how many fighters use it? It's just a manipulation of the natural it, mechanisms of the brain. So let's put it in kind of perspective like this, too. How many other fighters tried to use a strategy like that, and how often does it work, Ben? I mean, was it just um, a... Would it have just I mean, been it's a not just the strategy. Mike Tyson's fist has a very large amount to do with exactly. it. Exactly. So it was a I mean, combination was of all the right... of doing all the things he did. It was all the right things. Whether... And then he was fucking he hypnotized on top. to overcome any mental issues that might have held him back it makes sense i don't think that there's any rules against exactly that. it makes sense but i'm just saying that it's kind of trippy and two that was my point too was that it's just like a kind of crazy to know that you've been sort of hypnotized into this too yeah and like i mean the, that's, that's it makes wild. sense but i mean it, it's the same premise like as if have you ever played team sports in like never the younger your younger years yeah yeah, so like I come from a sports background play, in general. In football, before the game, everyone gets in a circle. Yeah, and you start chanting. Yeah, that is the same premise. <laughs> yeah, you're chanting to unify the mindset exactly. of all the people. Yeah, no, it does that. make sense. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it is a similar effect on a very low level. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that it's there. I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't know enough about it to make any claim as to whether like. He can we can we can attribute his success to that. Yeah, there you go. No, now, I, I was almost just interested. In the I was more. In the face yeah, hard I, I was more interested in even hearing them mention it, right? But yeah, the I guess in, in some ways it makes sense the what the subject is. No, nah, it's fighting, out. man. When it comes to fighting, it's like every edge counts, right? They say mm-hmm, boxing yeah. is a game of seconds and inches. So yeah. it is. Chest. I can imagine yeah. any. Any edge that you can give over to your opponent that training physically exerting yourself isn't going to cover, I imagine people mm-hmm. often take those edges. And why wouldn't people you? People often look yeah. for those it's, edges. It's got to work, though, it's too. An, you don't want to waste... Like, it's like it's part wanna, of the rules. I'm allowed to do this, yeah. so why wouldn't you? And you don't want to waste your time, though, either. It probably doesn't work out for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So that's also what the question would be. And it's, and it's literally indistinguishable from training. Because yeah. what are you doing in training? You're doing the same thing over and over and over to work it into your muscle memory so yeah. that even in a split second moment before your cognition can process it, your body's reacting because you've trained it into that motion. Yeah. How is that any different? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I fuck yeah. I if he did it, I don't see any <laughs> problem with it. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and if it had an effect, I also don't see any problem with it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it had an effect. <laughs> that's how we got that that bulldog mentality. Yeah, Tyson is insane. But yeah, now nah, Tyson, he's an interesting fighter, man. He's definitely a case study, man. Like, yeah. if you want to learn about the mechanics and 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 the the metrics of what it takes to be a good fighter, yeah, amazing movements. I mean, the, the, the man's custom combo was the right the right jab. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, the right hook to yeah. right uppercut. Yeah. 
his combo took was with one hand. Mm. The reason why you know you use a combo with other with both hands <laughs> is because you need speed. <laughs> this man's power and speed with his right hand was so great he can combo you with one hand. Yeah. Right hook, right uppercut, bye bye. Yeah. And it's amazing when you watch him fucking execute that shit. But anyway, yeah. this this isn't Tyson podcast. Crazy. Tyson. Yeah, we we definitely diverged onto that. But yeah, yeah, let's hit up a couple of these topics real quick before we uh we exit on out of here. Um, what's been going on? So I brought up Cuba not too long ago. And so, yeah, you know, I wanted to do my due diligence to make sure I, I kept you guys up to date with, with what smatterings of information I can verify about, uh, what's going on in Cuba, because it it is, it is definitely shaping up to be a very serious, uh, situation, but, um, you know, we, we're, we're, we're generally well aware of the propensity of um, American tech giants to utilize their, their political influence to, to, uh, to affect other countries that have resources that they need for the production of their, of their um, technologies. And so recently uh, it's come across in the academic sphere that speculation or uh, geological speculation in Cuba has uh, come up with, a significant amount of cobalt. Cobalt is an extremely uh, important resource when it comes to semiconductor uh, production and more importantly in supercomputers, the kind of computers that they use in SpaceX, Tesla, Tesla cars. You know, Google uses a lot of these in, in probably their higher end server uh, hardware. And so, yeah, Cuba has now found a repository of an extremely uh, uh, valuable rare earth metal in, in, its, um, in its territory. So that would, should give us some context as to why America would care to support an uprising in a country like Cuba at this point in time, when America has more than enough on its plate domestically and internationally uh than to get involved in No, we still got time for that. Yeah, no, we got time. We, we got, got time. time for, oh, we always got time crank for Cuba. The heat up. We had time for Cuba since the Bay of Pigs. Since the Bay of Pigs, America has been dying to find a reason to get back into Cuba. And the reason why finding cobalt is is dangerous because now you America has always had a militaristic imperialistic goal of getting into Cuba. But now you're about to marry that with the the ambitions of the tech companies to now unleash them on Cuba. Because that's a the tech companies are generally adverse to using hard military power to gain the resources that they need True. because it's hard to maintain. And so if they ever are to use that, even though even though it's the most effective way of gaining resource is, control uh, is to just go yeah. and fucking shoot everyone and take it, yeah. they are remiss to use it because it's hard to maintain over time. But given a righteous cause in Cuba, like an uprising, we have just now given the unmooring of the tech company's morals to allow them to side with the genocidal military uh, industrial complex that we have in this country to move on Cuba for their mutual interests. 
And now that's bad. That's bad. When the tech companies need relative stability in Cuba because they want to expand their network into their country so that they can, you know, garner all of the analytics and data that they make money off of. That's one thing. That's bad. It's, it's, it's exploitative. But what it does is that it doesn't send guns at the, the Cuban people. But when the impetus for tech companies to be interested in Cuba moves from uh, market expansion into like resource extraction, that's when they start siding with the military. And they will manuf and now that they own the media, they will manufacture whatever moral uh, agenda they need to verify that to make it amenable to the long term goals that they need. And so, you know, there's a lot of context that 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 this provides and that we should take into account. And we should and and I'm not saying that this is this alone sets the context. This is more of a nuance to the context of the historical behavior of these tech industries. I'm not saying this because I just want to project onto them all the evil shit I expect them to do. I'm saying this because I've seen evidence that they do this in countries like Bolivia with Bechtel, like Mexico with with uh what what's the Mexican oil company that just set the water on fire? Pemex. Pemex. Those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like TEPCO Pemex. in Japan. We know what these companies do. Some of these are energy production companies, but they're on the scale. It, energy, uh, our tech companies are the equivalent of energy production com- companies in other countries. Mm-hmm. We know what these com- companies do on a large scale to, to protect their interests and to expand their interests. So that's all I, I want to do to add some nuance to this Cuba conversation because we have to stay abreast of it. And as, as Americans, if you care about your country... You should be fighting these imperialist measures because all this does is it creates refugee crises and it creates it creates, you know, do, domestic sovereignty issues in Cuba. It doesn't produce the stability that you would expect from a nation that talks about bringing democracy to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you are an American and you buy into the Kool-Aid, you got to fight against this. Yeah. It is directly against what you stand for as Americans. Yep. And that's yep. the only thing I can appeal to, you know what I mean? Leftist, leftist, we all know we got to be fighting this shit. We known since day 1 that Cuba and all of its faults, it's not China, it's not Russia. It is a country that has genuinely tried its best to 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 try this socialist experiment in a real way. And it should be allowed to do so. Hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um I did think it was worth mentioning that until you brought it up, uh, the whole Cuba situation. I hadn't, I hadn't even thought of like the whole relationship with Russia thing and mm-hmm. how I haven't seen that brought up at all. Now that I'm thinking, oh, that's like obviously that's not going to be a good thing. Absolutely, it, it it puts a lot of it puts a lot of the America Russia foreign relations that are already very tenuous, yeah, in a further more precarious situation because Russia. I mean, since the Bay of Pigs, Russia has backed Cuba. We literally performed the Bay of Pigs because of Russia's relationship with Cuba. So the idea that we think that we are going to somehow orchestrate and foment 
a uprising in Cuba and Russia is just going to abandon its ally is kind of wild. Moreover, if not just that, it emboldens Russia to do what it's been doing in Crimea. Yeah. You, if if Crimea wants to secede to the to to Russia, Russia doesn't need tanks on its border to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if if Crimea really wanted to be part of Russia, Russia could have made that happen without tanks. It's ours. the fact that there's tanks on the border kind of says everything you need to know about the quote unquote. I'm throwing up massive air quotes here. <laughs> Russian liberation of Crimea. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was. Russia stealing land. And what we don't need to do is have America embolden Russia to do more because that's what is generally the international effects of America going around and just fucking running roughshod over its neighbors. Yeah. Is that it emboldens China and Russia and other imperialist powers to just go and do the same to their neighbors. Yeah. And it's Fuck fucked that. up. And, it's and, fucked and, up and I really hope that uh america gets bit in the ass for this <laughs> and i don't mean like i don't want a whole bunch of people are dying but i hope that the that their ability to conduct these these kind of uh uh operations Operations. is completely uh hindered and not through the loss of human life but by the ob- by making obvious the chicanery that they're pulling yeah, in the and hopefully it market. gets to that point. Like, you know, I would think that, again, we've come, it's 2021 now. You can do your history lessons. It's not a secret these days. It's really about not. what we've done in the past. So it's really easy. Really I'm not that smart. I just be... know how to read. <laughs> yeah. I just read a lot, honestly. Don't need and you don't got to gotta even read books. Like, the internet has books going. on it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, niggas have no reason not to read a little bit more about the shit going on, you know? Yeah, hopefully people are in the know but yeah i mean you know i have seen a lot of support for it i'm honestly not the type even in this kind of situation to like oh i'm gonna post on my instagram story like here's like what's going on with the cubans well, <laughs> that's and, not my and mo also, and also but, it's 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 someone else's fight and some yeah. and understanding about other people's fight is that you wait to be asked to join yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah. in a tag team fight you you don't just jump in the ring nigga. you wait <laughs> to get tagged you know what i mean yeah. and so if you want to be an ally if you want to be a cohort if you want to be a comrade well then wait to get tagged in nigga stop yeah. just jumping in the ring because you're just gonna get us dq'd yeah. you know what i mean like yeah funny. and it does more harm and and, and it, that actually you know what that is a stellar analogy because that's exactly you end up getting dq'd and all of the good you could have done yeah. is now completely thrown to the wayside yeah. you know what i mean and so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and we'll, we'll we'll wrap up on that. That was that was that was, that was a strong one. Yeah, I appreciate that. That you was only a good jump point. in if they're about to get pinned. Yeah, you know exception. what I mean? <laughs> and you do, and when they're about to be pinned, the the, the ref is 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 uh, distracted. Yeah, so you exactly. Pull your buck shit. You know you what I mean? In, you know what I'm saying? You Time break up the pin. You roll under the ropes. You get out of there. You know what I mean? We've all seen it. You know what I mean? A thousand oh, times. We know how to do this. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> it's fucking good. So yeah, you know, like there's a right way and a wrong way for America to go about it. They're about to go about it the wrong way, and it's going to cause more harm than good. And then it always has, historically. But alrighty, cool. Appreciate you guys. Pray Hit us up the on the social medias. You can find me on Twitter on at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find me on Instagram and at Heron Homes Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And I'm on the Instagram as well. I have the LA car spot. Hell yeah. Car spotting dude, page. I'm gonna go ahead and I gotta 
commend you on that, man. Like, you really? catch some fucking amazing shots, yo. Yeah. And, and trust Credit me, like, in, in a mutual friend of uh, of ours, uh, Jeff followed you, and yeah, he doesn't, sure. he didn't follow you because we follow you. Yeah. He followed you because he liked your pictures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he is an artist and a car enthusiast, so I just wanted to give you that endorsement, man. Definitely, if you guys are into cars, follow LA Car, LA car Spot on, on Instagram. Yeah, appreciate it's it. It's got all the shits, dude. I'm committed. So yeah, yeah. and again, a credit to SoCal because I mean, like the way that I was just going to tell you, it is like being at a show. I almost feel like I should pay for this stuff because crazy, I can pull dude. over there and some of the stuff you see, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's crazy out there. And but, every once in yeah. a while, he throws a, he throws he throws a old school beater in there. Yeah, because <laughs> I like all types of different yeah cars. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes nice cars aren't kept well, but they're still nice cars. Yeah, sir, yeah. remember your roots. You know where it all came from. For sure, yeah, for sure. Love them. All right, guys. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm over here fucking up the outro. All right, guys, always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it, so learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Peace out. Take it easy. All right, peace, guys.